Welcome to the Enchanted Ears Podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joe. And in this week's episode, we'll be diving into everything D23, everything from the D23 Expo. Uh, a lot came out. I mean, this happens every two years, and Disney uh, usually has a lot of announcements. Two years ago is when they announced Galaxy's Edge officially. So, the, you know, this is the big fan expo that they hold in Anaheim, and Disney did not disappoint this year. I mean, they, they covered a ton of stuff for movies, Disney+, Plus, theme parks, everything. So there's there's a lot to cover. I mean, we're going to miss some stuff just because, oh, yeah. just because there's so much to cover. I mean, there's a lot uh, announced for the international parks, but I think most people probably listening visit the two main theme parks in the U.S., so maybe not. Don't care as much about internationally. You know, we might touch on some of that stuff. But they're stuff. getting some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, so we'll definitely talk yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll mention it. But I mean, there's there's just so much to cover. I think if we talked about everything, I mean, it's a three-day expo. I think if we talked about everything, this would be like a seven-hour podcast, yeah. which which maybe like three people would want to listen to. <laughs> and two of them are our moms. Yeah. So, and the third one's probably me. But <laughs> Thanks for editing this podcast, Joe. Yeah, th- thank you very much. So... Yeah, so I don't know that that's probably the the best use of uh, radio or, or podcasting as it is. So, but but let's jump into it. And like I said, I mean, we'll, we'll kind of go through some of this stuff. You know, maybe a little bit quickly. If we touched on something, you're like, hey, I'd like to you know know more about that. And, and you'd like, hey, yeah, <laughs> I really like how you said that. Thanks, but yeah, if if there's something you know you'd like to hear more about, let us know. We can go into it, we more can detail cover it in more detail in a, in a future episode or definitely check out our Facebook page. I've been posting a lot of articles that are some of the coverage from D23. So if you get a, we're at Enchanted Ears Podcast on Facebook, you can definitely see some of the articles and read about in more detail there as well. So, yeah. so jumping into it, I guess the first thing that kind of kicked off the expo with the induction of some new people as a, as a Disney legend. So just kind of some of the big names that were inducted Wait, this year. Stop for one second. Just yes. can you explain what a Disney legend is for anybody who might not know? Yeah. So it's basically a, a Disney legend is kind of like their like Hollywood walk of fame. Like they, I think I saw pictures of, you know, they, they get their handprints in uh, cement and, you know, they get it's their It's basically with acknowledging Nikki. them as yeah. a very important person exactly. to the Disney exactly. company. It's like, yeah, it's like the Hall of Fame, essentially. Right. right. Yeah, and it, it's like the Walk of Fame. Though. They must have... I don't know where they put these handprints and squares, but, but they have them somewhere. Maybe at the studios or at the corporate office. I'm not sure. I'm going to go with this. There's an exception here, though. Unlike the Hollywood Walk of Fame, which you pay, I think it's $25,000, and you get your handprint. So basically, like, Joe Schmo out on the street can go and get... Uh, I mean, I, I I'm sure you have to have some think, Hollywood cred. I think you have to be famous. I think you're paying for, you know, them buying the star. I mean, I, hey, if if I, I if anybody can, can get a walk of fame, I'm getting one. <laughs> if it's 25 grand, and anybody can get it. We're gonna test this theory out. So <laughs> that's that's some good advertising for us. That'd be all pretty right, cool. All right, so so the people inducted uh, this year as legends. So a few people from the MCU. So you had Robert Downey Jr., which I think makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah. You know, especially with. Uh, spoiler alert here, his exit uh, from the MCU, yeah. you know, from Endgame. Uh, John Favreau, which, so I think it's interesting, kind of the two people that started the whole thing. So John Favreau directed mm-hmm. Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. was Iron Man. They both get inducted. Plus John Favreau then, made a yeah. billion and a half dollars with and with The Lion King this year. He's doing The Mandalorian. He's uh, a huge part to Disney. Right. And also he's happy. Yeah. Happy Hogan. That's right. Yeah. He outlived yeah. Iron Man. 
He did. Spoiler alert. He did. He did. Uh, Christina Aguilera. So she got her start uh, as a Mouseketeer. We kind of talked about that. Uh, one of our early episodes we did, we kind of did the, the mm-hmm. history of, of the Mouseketeers. With Justin Timberlake and like yes. Ryan Gosling, I Britney think. Britney Spears. Britney yeah, Spears, everybody. yeah. So she was there. And she actually sang a song from Mulan. Yeah, Reflection, uh, probably. she was there, yeah. yeah. And Robert Downey Jr., I read this. He, he told a funny story about the first time he went to Disneyland. He actually got arrested for doing drugs. <laughs> it, was a, it was a really funny story. So, uh, Bette Midler uh, got inducted as well. And then also Ming-Nang Wen, I believe. Ming-Nang Wen. Yeah, I believe I'm saying that right. Yeah, so she's actually voiced Mulan in the animated uh, version. And most recently, she's been on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, on that TV show, and they announced at the D23 Expo that she will be playing a secret role in the new Mand- Mandalorian uh, Star Wars series. So we'll, we'll be discussing that series a little bit later, but so nobody knows what her role is, but they announced that she'll be in it. That's really interesting and cool that she was both a voice, but also like, you, I feel like usually voice actors, um, they whenever they start as a voice actor, they kind of stay there almost. Maybe I'm just talking because I don't know what I'm talking about. But like, it's really interesting that she had voice acting kind of going early on, but then she became an actor for Disney. Yeah, she became and, an actual you know actress. I, I imagine when she did Mulan, I mean that was twenty plus was years ago. Very, she was probably very younger. Young, yeah. yeah, so she probably got her start. Yeah, it's kind of like a child actor type thing. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So so she'll be she got inducted as well. And like I said, she'll be in the in the Mandalorian. Cool. So uh, also during the D twenty three Expo. The movies, uh, they announced several movies that are going to be, you know, slated to come out in the yeah. next few years. So this was a big panel. So how, how it works is Disney has different presentations throughout the weekend. And, and some of the big panels are the, th- the parks and resorts one, which we'll, we'll get to in a little bit. But the other one is the Walt Disney Studio. So they come out and this covers everything from Walt Disney Animation to... Um, the live action studio to Marvel, everything like that. So they did have um, some pretty big announcements. And some of this stuff will kind of also blend into Disney Plus because there was a there was a Disney Plus panel as well to kind of give some more detail and color around that, which is going to be launching pretty soon. But a lot of these movies are going to be actually a Disney Plus exclusives. So they originally were were going to be theatrical releases, but with Disney, you know, trying to get people to subscribe to Disney Plus, some of these are, are going to be on, on Disney Plus as well. So they'll kind of blend in together, and you know, as we're talking to the movies, we'll kind of talk about Disney Plus and kind of roll into that as well. So one of the the things, kind of talking about starting with the MCU, their announcements was we got an official uh, date for Black Panther two. Yay. So it's going to be coming out May 2022. So just a few weeks ago at Comic-Con, Disney announced all of Phase 4. We covered that. There was like 10 movies uh-huh. and everything coming out. But we, t- we talked about that of like, you know, there was no Black Panther 2. There's no Captain Marvel 2. No Guardians. So we, we get the announcement uh, for Black Panther, what, which is good. And the other thing we got was Kit Harington is joining the Eternals as yes. the Black Knight. Yes. So just so just when we thought <laughs> there couldn't be any more Eternals, and when we had Angelina Jolie, Kamal Najiani, there, oh there, there was a ton of people named at Comic Con. All of a sudden, Kit Harrington is joining. The I hope cast. he has the long Jon Snow hair, and um, he's wearing the suit, uh, not of armor, but the suit that he wore in the GQ shoot. If you haven't seen this, ladies and gentlemen, you know 
he wears there's this gq shoot of him and he's wearing this gorgeous suit and he is looking fine so i'm very excited to see him in this role right yeah so it's it should be don't know where to go from there but (laughs) transition away from that yeah so so he'll be he'll be joining he'll be in the eternals movie and he will be playing uh the black knight character i think it's it's pretty interesting you know he goes from game of thrones which He's which, essentially which, a knight. Well, but what made him famous? I mean, you know, he went from the you know one of the biggest TV series of all time. Now he's going to the biggest kind of movie universes of yeah. all time. So now, I don't know much about comic books, but I would be curious to know what kind of character the Black Knight is because Jon Snow is very serious. Like he's a very serious character. There's not much comic like. There's not a funny bone in his body almost. So I'd be interested to see if we get to see a little bit more of Kit Harington's acting chops or if he's going to be kind of more like typecast, like he always plays that straight and and narrow character. I mean, Kit Harington seems to have a sense of humor. Like he seems kind of more laid back than than Jon Snow. But the Black Knight is definitely kind of a main character in this so it, it very much is I, I don't think he'll necessarily be you know the leading man maybe in the Eternals movie mm-hmm. but the Black Knight is uh, in the comic books a, a, a main hero and he's actually a descendant of one of the Eternals is kind of how he gets his superpowers uh-huh. essentially and so he's like a Hercules. To, well, yeah, like I guess kind of, kind of. I guess kind of. And like I said, I, I don't know too much about him. But from what I've read is, you know, he, he is a big part. And a lot of people are saying, you know, they they could see Kit Harrington as kind of spinning off from this, that they're almost now positioning him as maybe a replacement to like a Captain America, somebody that can lead Avenger movies, lead solo movies by themselves. That, yeah. that this is you know, a pretty big impact to the MCU because it's not really just signing him up for one movie. It's that, again, you know, he could very easily be in the next Avengers movie. He could have a solo movie by himself. So this is kind of a a pretty big deal of getting him in the MCU as this character. I would love to see he and Angelina Jolie's characters together. Well, actually, in, in the comics, so... She's probably going to play his mother, and then that probably sounds real gross. No, he's actually the... Uh, uh, the character played by Gemma Chan, um, I can't remember her name, but she's the leader of the Eternals. Mm-hmm. And in the comics, they are romantically linked. Oh, okay. So I think it's going to kind of be, you know, she's the the lead of the Eternals, the f- kind of the female lead. He'll kind of be, I guess, the pseudo male lead at least, yeah. you know, in this movie. So it'll probably be focused around the two of them. But then again, He's with the Eternals, but then he's also in the comics uh, solo and with the Avengers as well. So he can he's really going to be across all of the MCU, kind of like how Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans have been for the past 10 years. So, cool. so then another big announcement uh, came out of Pixar with Soul. Um, Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey are going to yeah, be... Yeah, so, so this is Pixar. So they, they have Onward is coming out next year with Tom Holland and Chris Pratt. And there was, you know, some footage displayed for that. But then the next movie that they've also announced is Soul, which we don't know too much about, at least before D23. But we got this announcement that Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey are going to be in it. So it sounds like what it is, is it's going to be kind of like a a Soul's cosmic trip through the universe to kind of find meaning. So it's still kind of nebulous about exactly what it's going to be about. (laughs) 
Um, and it's a few years but, away, yeah. but we have some big names attached to it, which so yeah. it should be pretty good. Yeah, and I mean, it really def- it definitely goes with the Pixar kind of model where they, especially lately, where they're picking these more abstract concepts to really talk about and produce movies about, like um, with, oh my goodness, what's the name of the movie? Um, the one with anger and sadness. and Inside Out. Yeah, um, with Inside Out, you know, you have the concept that emotions are little characters. So I'm assuming that maybe this will be very similar where you're personifying the soul and talking about that in a meaningful way. Yeah. So it, it should be interesting to see when that comes out. Some other news, you know, kind of movie news that came out and, and so far a lot of this stuff that we're talking about really ha- the, the footage that was shown is not online yet, at least as far as I've seen um, some of the trailers and stuff that we'll get to in a little bit are online so that you can, you know, go see them if you want to. But uh, fan of the show, the rock, he was, <laughs> He came out on I stage. I wish. He is. No, I don't wish. He is. <laughs> he called me. He told me he was a big fan. Whoa, so. where was I? Because you should have put me on the phone. Uh, you weren't home. It I was... would have just been like blabbering in a big stupor though. Yeah. You you would be like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> like when I and met he would Keith just Urban. Like, he would just be like, it's okay to say you're welcome. <laughs> so, But he actually came out on a boat. So he was there promoting the Jungle Cruise movie. He rolled up on a boat. Emily Blunt came out. I'm on a boat. Was he singing that? I don't know what he was singing. <laughs> but, you know, em- Emily Blunt came out as well. So they were there uh, showing some footage from the Jungle Cruise. Again, I, I haven't seen it online yet. Maybe it-, it will be out by time this episode airs. I'm not sure. Uh, but that movie's coming out next year. So that, that should be pretty interesting. It kind of sounds like, the- you know, they talked about it. It's going to be, it's based on the Jungle Cruise ride, but then there's going to be kind of supernatural elements to it. So it should be, it should be pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward I mean, to seeing how, how they do this. I think they are kind of trying to position it as a replacement to Pirates of the Caribbean almost. Oh, kind of that okay, I can see it. swashbuckling, kind of supernatural vibe thing because the Pirates of the Caribbean movies have kind of petered out. They've, they've fizzled. Johnny Depp's you know, public opinions kind of turned on him. Yeah, and also... And they haven't figured out a way to get him out of those movies yet, so... Well, yeah, and also he carries the movies, so that's the problem. Exactly, is he's, he yeah. is He is Pirates of the Caribbean, but then... Yeah, and yeah. the last movie they made him super sleazy, so he was. And the Rock's got big shoulders; he can carry a lot. So, <laughs> so he's I've good. seen him on Instagram, man. He, that man be pumping iron he in does, his iron purse. He does not miss uh, leg day or shoulder day. He or doesn't arm miss any day. day. He does not. He's ready I do, to go. I do enjoy his like his cheat day posts, though. This has turned into a rock what's podcast. His, what's his cheat day post? He only works out six hours a day instead of eight. <laughs> Do you ever see his like cheat day no. meals? I, I don't even know how. He oh, he'll t- have like the whole table full of like, well, not the whole table, but he has like a big juicy burger with a milkshake or whatever. Oh, but his cheat day. Yeah. That's every day for me. So. <laughs> me too. I don't even know how he works out filming all these movies, but, but whatever. So uh, some of the other footage was we got to see first look at Evan Rachel Wood and Sterling K. Brown's characters in Frozen 2. I believe, and I'm going to say this, and if I'm wrong, feel free to yell at the radio or the, whatever, you're, whatever you're listening to this on, but I believe Evan Rachel Wood is playing Anna and Elsa's mother, and I want to say that Sterling K. Brown is then their father, because their parents are going to be in this movie. Um, so I, I believe that is the case. Um, so we got to see first look at their characters, plus they previewed a new song from the movie. We also got a first look at Emma Stone as Cruella. So yeah. what did you think of this? Yeah, so... Well, first of all, what it looks kind of... She kind of looks punkish. Yeah, she looks so like the, a punk clown. Yeah, they're going... <laughs> she looks like a, a punk clown mixed with a 
mixed with a uh, mime. Like, <laughs> that's really one way to put it. <laughs> yeah, does. so they're definitely going for a different look with her. And this, so the rest of the kind of what we're talking about, there's photos or the trailers are all online. So you can definitely look this up. So there is a, you know, we got like a, a just a still of her with three Dalmatians. She looks like very scary. I mean, she looks fierce. I mean, they're, they're going for a very unique look. It's not that kind of glamorous Corella that they did in the other movies with Glenn Close where, you know, she was kind of like a fashionista. I guess she is still but a she, fashionista yeah, in a certain sense, is. but it's a more, it's edgier. It's yeah. a more aggressive and kind of sharp look. The Dalmatians even look scary in it. I mean, if those are the 101 <laughs> Dalmatians, I thought they were supposed to be friendly. Those even look frightening. Yeah. I mean, I'm really intrigued by this. I, I think this is a good, you know, kind of thing to get people interested. A I'm, lot of people I know are kind of like, oh, enough of these live action movies. But it this is going to be similar to what they did with Maleficent. It's going to... I don't necessarily think be a remake of 101 Dalmatians. It's going to focus more on her, but in her in a different look than what we've seen her before. So I think it's pretty interesting. I I just don't know how you're going to... I don't know. Maleficent does some pretty bad stuff, but I don't know how you're going to make somebody who's like a dog killer into somebody who's sympathetic. So I'm interested. Well, I don't know if they're going to make her sympathetic. That's what I'm saying. And, and I don't know that it's necessarily going to be her as a dog killer. You know what I'm saying? Like, it seems like... She has those Dalmatians. Like she's not wearing. If you if you yeah, notice the picture, yeah, she's not wearing them. She has wearing, them on a leash. Yeah, she's not wearing a, a Dalmatian coat. She's kind of has this, you know, they punk almost... leather kind of look to her. So it may be again that she has a different motivation and she's a they almost look a like villain in a different way. They almost look like they're guard dogs because if you look at yeah, the, they at do. The, they look at aggressive. The, at the the picture, the leashes on the dogs are taunt. So yeah. they're like, it almost looks like they're pulling ahead. Right. Um, so yeah, the whole, everything about it is very uh, aggressive. So it, yeah, yeah it'll, it, be, it'll be interesting it to is see intriguing. How, they, how they handle it. So, so rolling into the trailers now, we got the trailer for The Lady and the Tramp live action. So this, this uh, has uh, Tessa Thompson and Justin Theroux in it. Um, it it's using real animals. So it's kind of not the... Lion King live action. It's real animals with then C- CGI faces. I know you did not like the faces of the dogs talking. I thought it looked pretty good. Um, no, I didn't. <laughs> uh, not at all. Uh, it was worse than the. It was worse than the Lion King. Hopefully they fix it up. But I do think that the dog. Well, the dog that they got to play Tramp kind of reminds me of the dog from Pirates of the Caribbean, like the real scruffy, it's cute, a cute dog. dog. Yeah, yeah. I'm a huge fan of scruffy dogs, so that one's adorable. The, oh my goodness, what are they called? Cocker Spaniel. I don't like the way that she looks at all. But hey, you know, it's yeah, personal I mean, preference. And this is going to be on Disney+. Plus. I think it's, it looks like a solid movie. I mean, I think it's going to be a good kids movie. It's a solid remake. I think it'll it'll do well. It looks cute. I mean, it it looks like they, you know, they kind of took the, the cartoon and made it live action. You know, I think it'll do well. Like you said, I don't necessarily think it's a blockbuster i think it's smart to put well, this on yeah Disney i was gonna Plus. say they probably recognize that it, it's it's definitely not to the quality of the lion king i mean as much as i cut up yeah. on the lion king there were there were there was some good writing there yeah i don't there think was some this, poor writing but there was some good i don't writing. think this would be you know a, like a huge box office uh success so i think it's smart to put it on on disney plus right and then i'm so this is i think probably one of my most exciting yeah, this is the trailer you like the most i loved this noel with anna kendrick and bill Hader. so basically it's a it's a christmas movie this is a movie that could definitely become an instant classic and 
Anna Kendrick plays Noelle Claus and her brother becomes Santa Claus after her father. So it kind of moves down through Retires, their family. Yeah. yeah. And so she goes to rescue him when he runs away because yeah, he seems basically, like he can't take the pressure of it. And she right, kind of recommends that. And then the trailer, you know, she recommends, Oh, why don't you just take like a little vacation? And he goes away and, Everybody in the North Pole's freaking out. They can't find her. Like, Santa can't go away. Like, we have to have the toys. Christmas is in a week. So she goes looking for him, and he's running, like, a yoga studio. It looks really funny. I mean... I mean, Bill Hader is just spot on all the time, but Anna Kendrick is so lovable. Yeah. So she's she, funny, too. So and she's it looks hilarious. Like yeah, she's hilarious. She has She's com- the complete package. And so, I think... I mean, looking at this trailer, this movie was originally going to be a theatrical release, and I think you can, you can see that. Because in the production value... It looks so good. Yeah. And I actually think that it's a mistake on Disney's part to take this straight to Disney+. Plus Because I, like I said, I, I could see the potential for this to become an instant classic. But the problem with that is that I don't think as many people will, of course, have access. Because not as many people will buy Disney+. Plus. Well, see, that's interesting you say that. Because they actually just did a study recently that came out and said demand for Disney+. Plus is through the roof way higher than even disney was projecting oh, so disney really? was disney was suggesting that within the next five years or so somewhere around 15 or 20 percent of households will want disney plus wall street you know analysts and things were, were kind of doing surveys and it's looking that somewhere around like 40 percent of households well, are, are interested in getting disney plus so it seems like even Disney's projections are low that this is going to be a pretty big success. Well, I mean, if you think about it, you know, if we had, we had kids like this is an, this is an amazing platform to have with kids. I mean, in general, because, but you can have a kid on Disney plus, you don't really have to worry about what they're selecting. Cause I think you said the highest rating that they're going to have on there. Yeah. yeah they, they announced this as part of the, the Disney plus kind of stuff and like i said you know these kind of blend in together but they will have no r-rated content on disney right so you can you know if you accidentally leave your kid in the room and they get a hold of the remote you don't have to worry about what they're going to see on that app and then of course you just have access to all of the disney library so you don't have to go out and buy it or you don't have to keep all the dvds stacked up you can just say hey you know what we've never seen the little mermaid let's watch it tonight so yeah, you're probably. Yeah, I can I think, see why I think it'll be good, and I think also because you're having movies like this, like Noel, being only on Disney Plus, and and the next one we're going to talk about, The Mandalorian. I mean, you're getting some great exclusive content mm-hmm. that again it could looks really could good quality. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, Noel lo- looks great. I can't wait to show it to my my little students. Yeah, that, at school that, around Christmas. Yeah, that'll be a good one. So, so the Mandalorian. This is the one I'm most excited about. So, this is the Star Wars series. We talked about it a little bit at the beginning. John Favreau's directing it. Pedro Pascal um, from uh, Game of Thrones fame, and uh, among other things, he plays the Mandalorian. So this is the story of a bounty hunter, the Mandalorian, and it takes place between episodes uh, three and four in the universe. And from the trailer, I mean, it looks like a movie. The The quality of it and the way this is shot, it looks like a, a big budget Hollywood blockbuster Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is it is a series. So, I mean, like, whereas Noel looks great, it's a it's a movie, but it is just a movie. So, I mean, they have that production value. It's an hour and a half movie, something like that. I mean, this is a, I don't know if it's a six or eight episode, at least first season. I mean, there could be multiple season right. series, 
Or uh, you can get character. Yeah, you can get yeah. more characters that they expound upon. But a lot of times, those longer series, they don't have as big a budget. So, you know, some of the, the effects might not be as much because they have to spread that over eight or ten hours versus a one or two hour movie. But I mean, the CGI in this, it just looks incredible. I'm very excited for this movie. It has a really unique tone to it. I mean, yeah. it's in the Star Wars universe, but it is more, it's kind of like a, a grittier tone yeah i kind of see this as going the same way as like a daredevil did for netflix where it's that grittiness it goes several seasons and people really enjoy it and and look forward to when it comes out yeah i think it's gonna be good i mean really it seems like john favreau can't do any wrong Uh, yes (laughs) mostly but but i mean you know he, he kicked off the mcu like we talked about yeah lion king is at like $1.5 billion worldwide. I mean, it's it's a great movie. I know you, you have I, your problems I, again, with it. Again, I think I ended up more positive yeah. on it than negative, but he I still did, would prefer But he animated. did great with that. He did great with The Jungle Book live-action remake. Now he's kicking off The Mandalorian, which I think is going to be you know a big anchor for Disney Plus to have these Star Wars series. So he's going to kind of start a Star Wars universe here. Uh, you know, it's, it's really interesting. I'm I, curious to know if he's like a big Star Wars fan. I, I'm not sure... I mean, big comic book fan, big Star Wars fan, probably. It makes mm-hmm. sense. I love the shot at the end of all of the people in Carbonite because as the Mandalorian catches them, puts them in Carbonite, you know, kind of like that iconic scene with Han in Carbonite, but this is just a line of people, you know, that he's caught for bounty hunting. So th- this looks like a really uh, great show. It's going to be, it's going to start streaming November 12th. So whenever Disney Plus goes live. And Disney did announce... We're going to take November 13th off. Well, the 12th. Take the 12th off. Well, wait. Is it, no, the 12th is like a Monday, isn't it? Uh, it's during the week. week. It's yeah, during oh, the week. Oh, it's a Tuesday because the 11th is Veterans Day, I believe. Okay. Yeah, it's sometime during the week. But we talked about this, uh, I don't know if it was last week or a few weeks ago, of is Disney Plus going to be binge watching or uh, one episode at a time? So Disney did announce they're going to do it kind of like television where it's going to be one episode a week. Okay. So... When November 12th comes, there's going to be one episode on there. It's not going to be like the whole season is going to be on there. So you're not going to be able to binge watch it like Netflix. So they're kind of going with that HBO model. I am interested to see what the impact of Disney Plus is on things like Netflix and Hulu. Because I could we we have both of them right now. But I could see us in, in the future saying we don't even need to have all of them. Yeah, I think, I think that's the case. And we'll get to Hulu in just a minute here when we talk about Disney Plus. The last thing I wanted to talk about from movies related to Star Wars is we got a poster for The Rise of Skywalker and we got some additional footage. And the big thing from this footage is, well, two things. One, there was a better lightsaber fight in the trailer uh, for this than <laughs> than there was in the entire Last Jedi movie. So We were on the, sitting on the couch the other night Okay, just let me paint the picture for the listener. So we were sitting on the couch the other night, and I was um, otherwise engaged playing Breath of the Wind, (laughs) or Wild. I always say the name. Yeah, Zelda on the Switch. And Joe's just sitting there. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he is just watching this preview over and over again and then watching videos on youtube about the trailer doing deep dives like literary criticism level like the stuff that i used to have to do in college and like write these big papers um there's there's some dude on youtube that joe was watching doing this so i mean you might think oh they have a disney show they must like disney let me tell you this man i love it i love it too but this man eats sleeps and breathes it 
<laughs> yeah, it's great. I mean, there's so much there's so much in this trailer that you do have to do these deep dives. But yeah, I mean, just that one scene of uh, Kylo Ren and Rey uh, fighting on what we think may be remnants of the Death Star. I mean, that that lightsaber fight looks better than all of all of the action in The Last Jedi. So I'm really excited about that because that was one of my big complaints. I like The Last Jedi. It was a good movie. But my big complaint was there was really no lightsaber fights, which is what I love about Star Wars movies. I mean, there was Kylo and Rey fighting the Imperial Guards but they're with lightsabers. So there was lightsabers being used, but they were never actually fighting each other. Whereas this looks like there's going to be a big set piece fight scene and it, look, and it looks great and the more i think the so you were interested in that and what interested me the most about the the preview was ray yeah um, so, at the very end yeah, you get a flash, flash of, of ray. yeah you get a flash of ray she's wearing a dark hood she has a red lightsaber which is awesome well, by the way two. it looks it looks like there's two lightsabers no no no, 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 no but the, the original it's, shot was it was kind of like a tuning fork yeah but then, and then she and then it flicks out. it she flicks her wrists and it just goes and like swings around like like a clock like and then it the, becomes the hands of yeah, a clock it and becomes, it becomes one big long then it becomes double bladed like a darth maul's like right, saber right but anyway this particular shot is so interesting because you see ray and she's in this dark um she's obviously she looks more like a, a sith than a jedi and her face looks so strange she's ghastly gaunt and just who's um, doing the literary criticism now well yeah i was gonna say so, i <laughs> so what's interesting is you bring up a, a good point and this is the first thing i noticed about it whenever i watched it and i, I paused it on her face it's something looks off about her right so uh, to your point you know she looks gaunt she looks ghastly gaunt ungainly yeah so my my thought is again this this was the big kind of takeaway from the d23 i mean there was a lot of buzz around this scene and then they finally released it online so you could see it so I have a couple of thoughts on this. One is this scene is not in the movie, that this is a fake out, kind of like Marvel does, to uh-huh. get people excited. I do think, though, whereas Marvel can pull that off because they make they have great movies and people forget that that scene's not in there, I think people would riot in the streets if they put this in a trailer in D23 just to get people excited and it wasn't in the movie just because with the last couple of movies not being received very well and, and certain things that people would be like, that was a complete fake out, you know? Yeah. So I think what's more likely is it's either, this is a vision because something just seems off about it. Uh-huh. So it's either a vision or what a lot of people seem to be thinking is that Ray's actually a clone this <laughs> whole time. And so this could be a, cl- a clone of the clone. Yeah. Like she's, well, if, if you think of, um, cause, because there is, canon for clones because episode two attack of the clones i mean an entire war was fought using clones of one person so the thought is you know she's a clone so this isn't the ray we know this is another ray or it could be you know ray possessed by palpatine something like that um similar something's going on with c3po he's got red eyes i mean he's going to be shooting laser beams out of those things it's like who knows (laughs) um but yeah so this this has got me really excited to see episode nine. I think it looks really good. The other thing though, that this is my biggest question about episode nine. So in the poster, Kylo Ren has his mask, which got me really excited that the mask was back. (laughs) But then in the trailer, which 
the poster seems to be the scene of them fighting on the Death Star in the water. But then in the trailer, when they're having their lightsaber fight, he doesn't have the mask. So does he wear the mask or doesn't he? Is it a fake out? What's going on? Because I really hope the poster is correct and the mask is back, at least for part of it. Um, because I love Kylo Ren in the mask. Maybe so. maybe he was just wearing the mask in that scene because it was Halloween in like in that on that particular day on the poster. Maybe. Uh-huh. Well, and it is the repaired mask, so we know it's it's not like it's a new mask or anything. I mean, it's the one with with you can see the red lines in it. So it's he re- repaired the one we saw that in the first trailer of his mask being repaired. So maybe at some point in the movie, he does wear it. So that's two thumbs up for me just because he's wearing the mask. I like. I mean, it. I think it's pretty smart to be wearing the mask because it's face protection, but then again, yeah. ma- it cuts down on vis- visibility. Yeah. May- I mean, maybe that's a, a, uh, a sign that at some point he's redeemed in this movie that he starts with the mask and then he takes Ooh, it off again because like, he, he like goes good. So, I don't know. So many theories. <laughs> So I'll have to watch more YouTube videos about that. Mm-hmm. So rolling into Disney Plus, um, we talked a little bit about you know some of the movies that are going to be on Disney Plus. One thing you mentioned that I want to touch on real quick with Hulu, uh, you know Disney announced that they're going to be bundling Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN Plus as a twelve ninety nine bundle, which is cheaper than Netflix. So you're, you you talked about earlier. Of, That's true. I wonder if people are going to say, hey, we don't need them all. So I think Disney is preempting that by saying, hey. Keep Hulu. I mean, get rid of Netflix. That's fine. <laughs> but keep Hulu because we'll give you that and ESPN and Disney Plus for twelve ninety nine. Now, it is ad-supported Hulu, but still, that's a great deal. So I think that's how they'll, they'll keep a lot of people. So Yeah, you're probably right on that. Right. And uh, we found out what the big special announcement yeah, that so they were being very secretive about was. Yeah, it's kind of... Uh, I mean, I it, mean it's not. It, it was a secret project. I do see why they say that. Um, it wasn't anything huge, which I think we kind of discussed of, Hey, it's probably not going to be anything crazy. It wasn't a new park, but it yeah, was this one day at Disney special. That's going to be on Disney plus. It sounds really interesting though. It's essentially a documentary about what it is. It follows various Disney parks employees on, or the cast members and talks about a day working there. Yeah. So, and why it was a secret project is because what they did, it was a day in February, I believe they sent cameras around the world and literally filmed different parts of the Disney company on all on that same day. And then it, and then they made it into, it's a, there's a, a company and kind of like coffee book with it, but then also this, this documentary, and I think they're going to do little, like a little additional documentary pieces just to kind of fill in. Cause they have so much footage um, of just literally, so it's called one day at Disney because all of the stuff takes place at one day. So you're going to get to see, the animal caretakers. You're going to get to see how people were on. I think they went on the tour of the Lion King in Europe. It looked like they had some uh, footage from Frozen on Broadway. So there's a theme park. So it's a really interesting thing to do. And it's kind of pretty impressive that they went and did this and nobody really knew about it. Yeah. And that they kind of filmed everything. So I think a lot of people were like, oh, that's all. Like, that's, yeah. that's really nothing. But I have always it wondered. It's going to be interesting. I mean, I have always wondered what it would be like to be a cast member. Like, I would love to work some I wonder summer that every down. day. I wonder yeah, that like, every day. I would love some summer when I'm off to just be like, I'm going to work at Disney this intern. summer. I think you should go be an intern there. I don't know. I feel like I'm old. <laughs> no, that, a lot of people are um, becoming interns now in their 30s to change careers. A lot of people who do <laughs> not like their jobs or their careers, like, hey, I want to do something else, are becoming interns, starting from the bottom. They're like, Drake, 
<laughs> so, so you could be the Drake this of Disney. St- no, this is strictly a no Drake podcast. Oh, jeez. Okay. You could be the Drake of Disney. So, nope, nope. All right. So, so, so I will be the rock of Disney. That works too. All he right. start from the bottom. There we, there we go. Leg day. Start from the bottom. That's how it works. That was me pumping iron. That was a very weird pumping iron sound. <laughs> so, uh, the other stuff kind of around Disney Plus, just to clean up there, they officially announced Ewan McGregor will be back for an Obi-Wan Kenobi series, which got people excited. So this was originally rumored to be a movie similar to Solo. When Solo did really bad, <laughs> they were like, uh, maybe not. So it's going to be a Disney Plus series, which I think will be really good. And then a lot more Marvel stuff. So Marvel actually announced three new shows in addition to all the other ones that they had talked about. So they announced three new Marvel shows. There's She-Hulk, Moon Knight, and Ms. Marvel. Again, they're getting into the lesser known kind of characters here. Mm-hmm. You know, She-Hulk. They're trying, they're trying the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, like almost that route where well, they, where they, well, just let me finish here. They created a movie around these lesser known characters and everyone loves it. And I bet any money that they can start these on here and if people love them, they can incorporate them. Well, they've already announced that Miss Marvel will be in the movies in the theatrical movies. Yeah. So they've, they've taken these characters and I think they're lesser known, but I do think they are very popular and have a following. She-Hulk, especially which I've, I've heard of. She's the cousin of, of Bruce Banner. Yeah. People are really excited about Miss Marvel. She's actually the first um, Muslim superhero so, and you're probably like, well, isn't there a Captain Marvel, Miss <laughs> Marvel? There actually is. So in the comic book, she was actually inspired by Captain Marvel, who used the moniker Miss Marvel as well. And then she got promoted to Captain. So she takes over the moniker of Miss Marvel. It's interesting. Her powers are she can kind of like stretch herself. So she's Elastic Girl. Kind of, yeah. And she can change the size of her. The creator of her actually said... He's very interested to see how her superpowers look because he's worried they're going to look scary and kind of yeah. like freaky on screen. But they've already announced that you know she's going to have this Disney Plus show and then she's probably the one that most likely to get rolled into an MCU movie. So it'll be really interesting to see those shows. And then we got some kind of um, like posters for some of the other ones. So we got a Falcon and Winter Soldier poster. The most interesting one one is the WandaVision <laughs> poster. It shows Scarlet Witch and Vision in like the 1950s 50s. home. And this look- is going to be very weird. I'm very excited for this. Yeah. Well, they're sitting on a couch and then you look at, I looked at this and I'm like, hmm, this is very interesting. And I was so distracted by the fact that there were like they're sitting on a couch it's obviously not present day it's like the 1950s but then you could completely miss that there are these big looming shadows on the wall off to the left of them off the left of the couch and like yeah it's it's very i don't know it was yeah it's interesting and disconcerting and they've already talked about that this uh series is going to lead directly into the doctor strange sequel because Elizabeth Olsen's Scarlet Witch is going to be in that movie as well. And that one's called The Multiverse of Madness. So we already know the multiverse is going to be included. So I kind of wonder if this is, uh, you know, Scarlet Witch trying to bring back visions somehow enters the multiverse somehow. 
unlocks the multiverse and gets taken essentially to the 1950s where Vision is alive. And in this alternate universe, they live out this life together and that somehow so sort causes of, problems that that's why Doctor Strange gets involved. Yeah, sort of almost taking the same sort of route that Captain America did, where he was able to go back in time and, and spend time with Peggy. Yeah, we're, but I believe Captain America came back to our timeline and did that. I mean, there's definitely still some question on that. I think Joan Anthony Russo or the or the writers of Endgame kind of alluded that he came, he fixed all the other timelines and came back and lived in our timeline just a past version of our timeline no he yeah he just stayed in the past and lived his life kind of in the shadow so there was two captain americas the whole time but yeah so it's interesting so it'll be really uh neat to see what happens so i think that kind of wraps up you know the movies disney plus stuff like i said as as best we can the other um big panel is the parks and resorts so there's a lot of announcements here we'll we'll try to go through them Uh, again i mean can't really Get into too much detail on, yeah, on all just, of them. Most of them are, well, yeah, and a lot of them are just like, hey, this is announced that it's going to happen. Right. So, we'll yeah, probably so, breeze so through again, some of these. yeah, like a couple of years ago when they announced Galaxy's Edge, you know, they, they kind of announce it and then more details always roll out later. So, we got an official announcement that uh, DCA, the Marvel Land, we have a name now. It's going to be called Avengers Campus. What was interesting about this is there's going to be more than one phase. So we kind of already knew that they were going to be opening a Spider-Man attraction uh, next year and a uh, Ant-Man. It was supposed to be a microbrewery. Now it seems like it's a restaurant where they're going to have food that's really big. So like you know, maybe <laughs> a pizza that's a really big size or maybe you know something that's uh, bigger like a milkshake will be real tiny. So it's going to be like Ant-Man is playing with pin particles and making food too big or too small type thing. So it sounds like an interesting little concept. It's an interesting concept. I assume that they have to do it in such a way that there's not a lot of food waste. Because that you're talking about a pizza that's really big. That would be Well, you could do something like a donut. Just like uh Universal sells the Simpson donuts that are like as big as your face. <laughs> yeah. So they could do that. Like, oh hey, here's a donut, I accidentally made it huge. You know, so it could yeah. it could feed your whole family. It's gonna be like a fifteen dollar donut. You can feed four people, you know, something like that. Yeah. I think I think it'll be that type of thing. So we got a little bit more details on the Spider Man ride. This is essentially gonna be like Toy Story Mania, but What's interesting, at least in the concept art, is it doesn't look like there's any sort of like blasters or anything, that it's almost going to be you doing the hand gesture to shoot webbing and that that will pick up and shoot the webbing for you. So if they do pull that off, I think that'll be a really interesting Mm -hmm. effect. So that's all going to be phase one opening at some point next year. What I'm kind of thought was interesting and what was a pretty big announcement is that there's going to be a phase two and they're going to be building an Avengers ride where you get to ride a Quinjet and go to Wakanda. Yes. And then... Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And and it's going to be the Avengers fighting one of their biggest threats, and they're building an all-new uh, ride system that's like never been used before. The concept art almost makes it look like you're wearing a jetpack and flying through this. Yes. So... <laughs> yes. <laughs> see previous statement, right? Yeah. So... So this looks really interesting. So no, I'm so excited to get a Wakanda. Yeah. So I don't think there's any announcement on when this is going to be opening. I think we'll go to like the real Africa before Wakanda opens up though. No, I'm not sure. But yeah, I mean, this, this is going to be pretty neat. I mean, an all new ride system for this, you know, a big e-ticket attraction, um, which I think will be really good. So once this is all done in, you know, maybe four or five years, you'll have your favorite 
ride, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. Yeah. You'll have a Spider-Man ride, and you'll have an Avengers ride. So this will be a, a pretty good land with three rides in it. Well, right, and I think it'll help with diverting maybe some of the crowds from Disney World and get some more people traveling over to Disneyland. That's true, because we're not going to get anything like this. On, in, on this side of the Mississippi. In Disney World. We, we will get Guardians, which, which we'll mention in a little bit. So sticking with the Disneyland Park, the other thing over at Disneyland is they're going to be getting a new parade called uh, Magic Happens. And it's, it's interesting because they are finally incorporating some of the newer properties. Yes, and they look incredible. So they have a couple new floats, particularly... And this will be a daytime parade. Yes, and particularly the Coco float. I'm, I, they're two, two of the newer movies that um, have been Disney animated films. So Coco and Moana. Uh, Mo- Moana is one of my most del- beloved Disney films. Uh, the Moana float looks incredible. It has a really cool wave on it. But the Coco float, it has the um, bridge between the living and the dead. So they have that marigold bridge. And I bet you any money, it is just absolutely gorgeous to behold. Because the thing about Coco that I didn't connect as much with the movie i thought it was a good movie but i didn't think it was one of the best disney movies ever but the thing about coco that makes it worth watching and rewatching and rewatching is just how visually stunning the whole thing is it is gorgeous so i cannot wait to see them do an actual real life rendering of what they were able to create uh that was really a marvel in real life right and this will be debuting next year as well over at disneyland so moving to to Disney World, the you know the big announcements. One again, you know the fiftieth anniversary is coming up in twenty twenty one. So they released a logo. It's kind of an iridescent yeah, it is castle iridescent. Uh, with the fifty in the castle. I think it's a great logo. I really like it, except for the five. The five in the logo bothers me. Okay, because you get the top part of the five, but the bottom curvy part of the front five, it it's like blends in with one of the lines. So I didn't like how. I didn't like the particular font they chose for the 50, but that's it. Okay. It was just very nitpicky. <laughs> and, and then they announced, you know, there's going to be parties in all the parks uh, throughout throughout the year. The biggest announcements were we kind of got all of the details on the transformation for Epcot. So yeah. they announced a new kind of new logo that's more retro. I really like the the new Epcot logo. And they announced they're going to be um, changing kind of the the naming of the areas in the park. So right now we have World Showcase and Future World. Future World is going away. Bye bye. As they tear down all the buildings, and they're going to be breaking that up into three new neighborhoods, as they're calling it. So they're still going to have World Showcase. Then the three new neighborhoods are uh, World Celebration. So this is as soon as you enter the park where Spaceship Earth is. Uh, you have World Nature, which is going to encompass where the land and uh, the sea pavilion are. And then you're going to have World Discovery, which is where Mission Space and the Guardians of the Galaxy ride are, g- are going to be. And we have a name for the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. It's called Cosmic Rewind. So this is going to be the first reverse launch coaster ever. I cannot, for the life of me, figure out how this is going to work. Because... You figure if you have ever been on a launch coaster, it throws you back in your seat. But that's fine because you have your neck supported. How on earth are you going to get launched backward and not snap your neck or get like seriously? <laughs> Maybe we won't go that fast. So how it's going to work is 
the cars spin 360 degrees, so they turn as you go through the ride. So you can obviously just turn in reverse and launch backwards. So yeah, I'm not sure if it's the initial launch or at some point throughout the ride, but this is the first ride ever that's going to have a reverse launch in it. So There's I, a reason for that. <laughs> no, I think it, I think this ride's going to be a lot of I'm sure that they'll they'll execute it well. Um, ooh, execute maybe wasn't the best choice of words yeah. there. I, I think this is going to be really good. They're going to be building a a Xandar outpost there as well. Again, to kind of the world discovery. So you're going to have mission space. You're going to have guardians kind of anchoring that. We got a name for the new space restaurant. It's called Space 220. So it's going to be a view as if you are looking at Earth from 220 miles away. This is going to be so cool. I'm really looking for. I think the name is lacks a little. Yeah, I don't it's okay. love it. It's okay. Um, but I really think that the concept of this restaurant makes it seem like a, a place that is going to be popping all the time because. They, I think that they it mentioned in the articles that you get into some sort of, I don't know if it's like an elevator or something, but it basically is taking you away from the earth. Like it's a whole yeah, experience. So everything's done via screens. There's no like windows in here. All the windows are all screens to show things. Um, so yeah, so you get in and you actually take an elevator, but it's going to look like on the floor that you're in some sort of rocket ship or something, leaving earth going 220 miles up. And then once you're in the restaurant, all the windows are essentially going to be like you're in a space station looking back at Earth. So it, it will be really interesting to see. And that opens at some point this year. I don't think they announced an opening date yet, but it is supposed to open uh, this year. I don't understand. I mean, I know that these are huge budget, but when we went when we were in Japan, they have these a lot like a lot of these two these really themed restaurants that are. A location that you want to go to and I mean you could go to depending on how well they're done you can go to them multiple times and still see different things and just enjoy yourself and not just the food so I'm I'm interested I think it's interesting that we don't have as many of these here so but I, this sounds like right in that vein though of those cool restaurants yeah I mean Disney does this well you're, and you're right there's not a lot of those theme restaurants outside of yeah, theme outside parks of Disney, here. Yeah. yeah or Disney or you know theme parks in general so um, some other new attractions. So in the world nature area with, we said that's the land and sea pavilion. So they're going to be building a Moana themed kind of like walkthrough. It, it's uh, dealing with water, like the the mystic waters of, of Moana, which is a very big part of the movie, the heart of the ocean and everything. Right. So there's going to be, a, it's going to be. A, it looks like there's a, there's a big waterfall, which has the, the heart of Tafiti, um, the, the emblem. Logo. Yeah. Yes, like yes. the little swirly logo in in the waterfall. Yeah. And this is kind of, sounds like geared more towards kids. So there's going to be like interactive water features and things to kind of play with. And it's going to be essentially as you're walking from spaceship earth down towards the sea pavilion. So it's just, you know, a way to, you know, kind of introduce Moana, introduce some like green space and some interactive elements as you're just traveling through the park. So it's not necessarily like a separate attraction. It seems like it's going to kind of be, you know, just along the trail. As you're, I as really you're hope along. that there's like a Pua and Hey Hey statues that you can pose with there. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be little things like that included as well because they're going to have to tie it in. If it's Moana, you know, they just can't say, oh, here's the here's the emblem. Yeah, but I, I want specifically a statue so I can pose with them, take pictures. Yeah, I imagine it'll probably be something where like it tells the story of Moana while talking about nature and the ocean and things like that. So I I think it'll be be pretty interesting. In World Showcase they announced Mary Poppins attraction. It's going to be going into the UK pavilion, so they're going to be 
uh, building a replica of Cherry Tree Lane. Yeah, I really like your your show notes where it says "mum on details." Like you're you're almost even using the British logo. Oh, I, didn't lingo. Mean, I didn't even mean to do that, but yeah. So they're, and they're, I was like, wait, did you did you tell your mom to do this, or oh, you meant they're quiet about the details? Yeah. So there's really not much that they talked about. They basically just announced the attraction, and I'm not sure if it's going to be a, like a walkthrough attraction or if it's going to be a show or you know what necessarily it's going to be. I mean, I'm not the, the biggest Mary Poppins fan, so I mean, I'm not super excited about this. As, yeah. as a new addition, I mean, I think with all the other stuff, you know, it, it, Epcot's going to be completely different in, in a few years, but I think it'll be a good addition to the UK, and we'll have to kind of get more details on it. Um, we already knew, you know, Ratatouille's opening in a couple years in France. They also announced next year that they're going to be getting a Beauty and the Beast sing-along in France, which, which should be pretty cool. Is that... They probably didn't say too much about it because I'm thinking I'm picturing like what they had in Japan with the um, with Ariel with the King Trident's concert. Yeah, maybe I'm not sure because they have like the Frozen sing along over at Hollywood Studios. So I think it's kind of it's going to be something similar to that where they're singing Beauty and the Beast songs that you can sing with them. and It'll kind of be like a show, you know, type thing. Um, but th- that'll be coming to, f- to France as well. Cause like I said, the frozen one has, has done pretty well over at Hollywood studios. So, but those are kind of the, the big, um, announcements for Epcot. So like I said, I mean, they're going to be tearing down all of future world here this year and just rebuilding the whole park. So within the next three or four years, uh, it's going to look completely different. They did announce spaceship earth is going to be getting a new, uh, narration and scenes, you know, uh, year ago maybe now there was a rumor that it was going to be going down for a huge refurbishment for potentially you know a year or two and getting kind of completely redone i'm not sure if this is that because they really didn't announce that when this is going to be happening or if they're going to be closing it so this kind of maybe that or maybe that got paired back some and they're just only going to change out a few scenes but it does sound like they are going to change it a little bit and it's going to be more about kind of the history of storytelling as opposed to the history of like communication. So, so there are going to be some, some changes to that. And again, not, you know, too many details on that. So. Exciting. So the other thing that is super exciting about the parks is they finally announced the star Wars hotel, which yeah, so we, we are got, stoked about. We got the name. Yeah. So it's going to be called the galactic cruiser. Also, we will be broke. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Disney is not announced pricing. But the rumor is that it's going to cost $3,300 per person. Or uh, if you have a cabin of five, it's going to be $7,200. So everybody better start saving now if they want to do this. But it's going to be a a two-day or two-night, three-day kind of set schedule. So you can't stay for less time than that. You can't stay for longer than that. And it's, it's a set thing. So everybody boards together like a cruise. You're kind of locked in. For those couple days, it's not like you know you're, you stay there at night and then you go to the Magic Kingdom or wherever you want to go over those couple days. I mean, you're there just to live your Star Wars adventure. You'll visit Batuu, but then there's going to be dinner shows. I think you know there was talk of at one point Kylo Ren and the First Order going to board the ship because the idea is you're in this cruiser going throughout the galaxy. Um, they did announce some stuff that you're going to be able to do lightsaber training, which sounds yes. incredible. Yes. Like, <laughs> like Luke did in the movies where you have that, like the training droid shooting things at you, which I think pew, makes pew, a lot. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Thank you for the sound effects, which I think makes a lot of sense because, you know, a while ago, 
it came out that you know Disney had patented things to make it look like lightsabers were real and there were you know laser beams shooting at you through augmented reality technology and we didn't see any of that in Galaxy's Edge so now it seems pretty obvious that's being saved for the hotel so it, it should be some some pretty interesting features so yeah so it should be interesting I think it's gonna be hard to get into because there's not a lot of room so there's not gonna be a lot of people and it's also very expensive yeah so if you want but it sounds like it's gonna be a great experience so. exactly and then finally the last thing uh the last big thing that we talked about I was, I was gonna say this is like the biggest announcement for yeah me. I was gonna say um this is a really a big value add to Disney I think I personally already have one of these my but they announced a Disney Genie planning app. I'm, I have I'm a Disney Genie. I do have a Disney Genie. His name is Joe. But yeah, this app looks incredible because it, it's basically an app that is built to tailor your Disney experience to whatever you want. So say, you know, you have a couple little girls who are very much into the Disney princesses. So you can basically kind of put that in and it will design sort of a itinerary for you it will help you get to the places more quickly and more efficiently and basically help you plan out your day so that it takes some of that pressure off of you as a planner and it just makes your disney experience more enjoyable and less stressful yeah i mean this this is i think ultimately going to be one of the biggest changes i mean the way that having fast pass kind of change things you know being able to 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 skip the line of rides and then magic bands and disney world you know, now you're able to pay for everything and use, it's your ticket, it, it's your fast pass, it's your key. You know, this is going to have a huge impact in, like you said, from a guest perspective, it's going to help you plan because you're going to be able to say, hey, I'm a thrill seeker. You know, I want to see all the shows. I want to do the thrill rides. And it's going to figure out the the best order for you to do things in, you know, based on what the wait times of all the rides are, based on your interest, it's going to recommend things for you. It's going to recommend a schedule for you. If you change your mind, you can change it on the fly. Like you said, if you have young kids who, hey, they want to see Anna and Elsa, they want to see um, Belle, all this, it'll recommend Frozen Ever After for you, it'll recommend the sing-along for you, it'll recommend Bippity Boppity Boutique for you. And it's really going to help people plan out their trips and also, a lot of people, if you don't want to plan ahead of time and you're kind of in the parks, hey, what I want to do, it's really crowded here, it can help adjust that on the fly. I think why Disney's doing this and why it's going to have a huge impact kind of on Disney side of things in the same way that you know Disney was able to use all that Magic Band info to figure out where people were going, what their interests were, things like that. They're going to really be able to use this because they're going to be able to spread out crowds better. So if you have a lot of people in there who all uh, maybe are interested in thrill rides, let's say, mm -hmm. they're not going to recommend everybody go to Seven Dwarves. Maybe they recommend half the people go to Seven Dwarves and the other half of people go to Space Mountain. Or that they recommend you go over to Big Thunder Mountain to get you on the other side of the park. So they'll be able to influence what areas of the park you're in based on crowd levels that day. And, and, you know, maybe they'll say, hey, don't go to Magic Kingdom today. Go to Epcot because it's better. They can somehow incentivize you to go there. I also think, you know, probably a downside is they then use this to try to um, offer you like paid fast passes. Yeah. But, okay. You know, here's some, you know, here's kind of your, your free itinerary. 
but you could do this much more if you just purchase a fast pass for yeah yeah if you, five dollars yeah if you gave an extra ten dollars a day you could get extra fast passes because they're going to know all this stuff so i think it's a great way that they're going to be able to get lesser known attractions busier because they'll be able to recommend it to people they'll be able to spread out crowds better and it'll be good for the upsell yeah and then i also think though that yeah that'll be the downside everybody will complain about is now they're trying to upsell you which i do think is probably something coming down the road but i do think like you said the value add of it i think is going to far outweigh even if they do charge you a little bit more for some you know added experiences or fast passes right so but that yeah when i this kind of came out of nowhere. This could have been the secret announcement. That's kind of what I was thinking is this seems more like the secret announcement than anything. And actually, it is kind of crazy that secret announcement didn't really come out more. Although, I mean, it wasn't as big of a deal because you figure how many people did they film? They probably filmed a lot of people, but I guess they probably all signed NDAs. I also probably think whenever they were filming it, nobody thought anything of it. It's just like, oh, hey, we're filming. We're filming this for a documentary. Yeah. And then when they came out, it's a secret announcement. Nobody knows that that's what it was for. You know, it's like, oh, hey, I filmed this. This is going to come out at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, that it didn't seem like a secret, you know, at the time necessarily. So, yeah, but this this Disney genie, and, it, and it's called that because the genie is all over it. I mean, they're, well, yeah, but they're yeah, using him at as, the end, yeah, he's at the end genie. of Aladdin, he is going to Disney. So, right. Yeah. So, he, <laughs> so he's there planning your trips for you. Um, so, but this comes out at some point late 2020. And we don't know yet if it's going to be replacing the My Disney Experience and Disneyland apps, if like this is going to now just become the go-to theme park app, no matter what theme park you're going to. Do you think that the yeah, I was Or if it'll be an addition to that. Are they going to streamline all the parks into it? Yeah, that's yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know if like you'll now go to Disney Genie to do all of your mobile food ordering and fast pass selections and, and parks, or if you'll still have my Disney experience for that and this will just kind of be an add-on. Again, it you know, they, they just kind of have the initial announcement. I'm sure next year, once we get a little bit closer, because it's late next year when we're gonna have this come out. So I think that kind of covers. <laughs> yeah, that covers the, everything the we were thing. thinking about talking about at least. At, at least as much as you want to listen to it. So yeah, an hour and five minutes later. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so like I said, there was a few other things um, as far as international theme parks. Got a little bit more detail on on the Frozen Land being built in Hong Kong. There's going to be a, a roller coaster, a Frozen roller coaster built there, and there's also going to be. Uh, a clone of Frozen Ever After built there. Hong Kong and Paris are also getting Avengers campuses, which kind of already knew. Um, so, so definitely, there's a lot going on. Hong at Kong, Disney it sounded right like now. there was a lot going on there. So it seems like in a f- couple of years, for really big Disney fanatics, that's going to be a real destination in a few years. Yeah, they're they're really doing a lot to kind of to build that park up. But I mean, overall, I mean, just there's a lot going on at Disney. You know, but between all the theme parks and the movies and Disney Plus, so it's pretty exciting. This D twenty three did not disappoint. I definitely think in two years when they have another one, we need to go because <laughs> there's yeah. they, they seem to be you know pretty uh, pretty cool. There's a lot of stuff. You know, besides this, they have like expos and and like giveaways I, and things to I go. I can't imagine can the there Disney has to people. be merch there. I can't imagine oh, yeah. the merch. Yeah. I would love to go just for that very reason. Yeah. So I so I think that seemed like a good time. If any of our listeners did go to the D23 Expo, you know, definitely let us know what your experience was, you know, what, what you thought of it, if it was worthwhile going or not. You know, we'd love to hear that. And again, if there's anything we missed, we're sorry. We tried to kind of cover the big stuff. If there's anything you'd like us to go into more detail, uh, please let us know. You know, send us a note 
enchantedearspodcast.com slash podcast question uh, or let us know on Facebook or Instagram. We're at Enchanted Ears Podcast on both. Awesome. So we really appreciate it. Make sure you leave subscribe, leave us a rating or a review anywhere you get your podcast. It means a lot. Yeah, it all helps. So thank you for lending us your ears. Yeah, thanks everybody. We'll see you here next week. Bye.